here we go. Sort of an emergency downward facing spiritual spiral podcast. I am your host, Eddie Cohn. And I don't really know where I'm going with this today. It will tie in with social media and distraction and technology, but about two hours ago, I found out and LA found out that Kobe Bryant has passed away and his 13-year-old daughter has passed away in in a helicopter crash. And I don't know where you're coming from or where you're listening to me from, but sports has this way of bringing people together typically in a positive way. And I remember a friend of mine 20 years ago, she wasn't a sports fan, and she knew I was really into sports and basketball. And she asked me, gosh, I don't, I just don't get it. I don't get sports. A few things I'm thinking, sports has this way of bringing people from all walks of life together. There's something about athletes being able to do something that you can do at home, but then they do it so much better. And I don't want to get into the, if, if athletes are worth the money that they get, that's really not what this show is about today. But there is this ability for sports to bring people from all walks of life together. There is a huge cloud over Los Angeles today. And I was thinking, you know, when Kobe came into the league at the age of 18, he's been a Laker his entire life. He's lived in Los Angeles or his adult life. And people have grown up with him. It's like he was a member of the Los Angeles family out here. And now he's gone at the age of 41. And what was pretty pretty special about Kobe is that he had just won an Academy Award for a short film, and it felt as though he was, you know, I think it's challenging for athletes to move on to the next part of their life. All they really knew was sports. And there was a bit of, I think there's just more depth to Kobe. I think growing up in Europe, and he's intelligent and articulate, and he's a, he's a thinker, and it, I got the impression that he was going to have a successful career after basketball. And he brought a lot of people together out here in Los Angeles. I mean, that's the thing about LA. It's such a melting pot of so many different cultures, so many different types of people. And that's the beauty of sports. It can really bring people from all walks of life, all different backgrounds, sexual orientations, different genders. It can bring people together. How this ties into technology I want to bring up a point. I can't help but think about when Chris Cornell passed away a few years ago. He killed himself. I was devastated. I was crying that day, and Chris Cornell and Soundgarden was one of my favorite bands growing up. And I've always been curious when somebody passes away, a famous celebrity, why people go to Facebook or Instagram and post photos of this person. And I think, yeah, on the surface, I understand that people are trying to pay homage to somebody that was important to them. But in this weird sort of way, I think it actually detracts the brain from actually experiencing the loss. 
instead of settling in and sitting in with the despair and trying to absorb it all and make sense of it all, and of course it doesn't make any sense, but when you post something about it on Instagram and Facebook, it actually distracts you from the emotion of dealing with death and loss. And I was about to post a photo of Chris Cornell on Facebook or Instagram and try to communicate how much he meant to me. But I ended up not posting it. And I remember crying for over an hour. And I just listened to Soundgarden all week. And I think that's one of the biggest issues that I have with technology and social media and our culture right now. And I'm curious to see how this plays out over the next couple weeks. We live in a culture now where something tragic and terrible happens. We think about it for about a day, maybe less, and then we just move on. And I'm wondering if Kobe's death is actually going to you know, make people more aware or more thankful for their lives or maybe turn off their phones more often and try and connect Is it possible that Kobe could do that here in L.A.? I mean, he is that revered. He is that looked up to. And as sad as this sounds, sometimes it takes something tragic, I think, to wake people up. And I think it's really important to deal with loss, deal with death, and think about these tragic moments, not by texting or posting a photo about it on Instagram, but listening to Soundgarden's music or watching videos of Kobe or calling your friends and talking about the day the Lakers won the championship, or maybe you went down to LA live and you were there when the Lakers won and there was a parade. I mean, I think it's really important to not just diminish these tragic events to a text or a post on Instagram, but actually try and relive the experiences that this person provided into your life. Relive their power. Relive the effect that they had on your life as opposed to dwindling it down to a stupid fucking post on Instagram. And that's what everybody does. And I think it's not a healthy way to deal with tragedy. It's just, it's too easy. And a lot of you out there may not be from LA and not understand the impact that he had, but I'm telling you, if Kobe Bryant ran for mayor or ran for office here in Los Angeles, he would win. And, and it's not just because of his basketball playing. I think it's because of him as a family man, as a dad. He's intelligent. Um, people loved his wife. He was a huge part of this community. People love the Lakers. And I'm, I'm shocked. I am shocked. And just to give you a sense of the enormity of Kobe's loss on the city... I wanted to play you Doc Rivers speaking today 
at the L.A. Staples Center. I guess the Clippers are going to be playing later today. And so they obviously asked him about Kobe Bryant. And this is his response. I, I have it. Listen, thinking a couple things and then I'll let you go. But I, I think it's interesting. A lot of my musician friends love sports and I've always loved sports. My brother played and, and my, I have memories of my dad and I going and my brother going to sporting events in Cleveland. And I think beyond bringing people together, I think becoming a great athlete requires so much work and so much time and discipline and being focused and focusing on your craft. And I think musicians, being a great musician requires the same sort of skill and patience and time. And whether it's writing a book or putting an album together or being an actor and mastering your craft, I just think there's a reason why I think there is a similarity between the amount of work that goes into being a professional athlete and becoming an amazing guitar player like the edge or being a great singer like Bono. There's just something, there's a passion and and drive that athletes have and musicians and artists have. And I think there is a commonality that they both experience together. And I, and I just, I find it interesting that a lot of my, Musician fans 
are huge, or, or many of my musician friends are huge sports fans. I think we connect to that passion and drive from an athlete like Kobe Bryant. Last but not least, I was going to record this uh, regarding, I was going to record this maybe another day, but I thought I record, would record it today. My my mom and I were talking about the Joker today, and I was really impressed and surprised that she and my dad liked the movie. Not because I didn't think they'd like it, but it's it's a challenging movie to sit through, and it's really dark, and it's just, it's it's powerful. And so I was... On the New York Times today, and there's an article about, and this will connect to the Joker. I'll get there in a second. But there was an article in there in the New York Times about a movie called Before Sunrise. And it's the Richard Richard Linklater movie. It came out in the mid-90s with Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy. And it's this really beautiful love story between these two 20-somethings who meet in Europe and spend maybe a couple days together, and then they end up making a sequel, and then another one after that. So it's this trilogy of films. And I started watching some clips yesterday of Before Sunrise. There's this beautiful scene where Ethan and Julie are listening to a song together. And it's a pretty romantic song, and you could tell the two of them are attracted to each other, and and they are looking at each other and then not looking at each other and then listening to the music. And there's this really beautiful energy that's captured between the two of them. And what I couldn't help but think when I'm watching this scene is they're experiencing each other without cell phones. This was still when cell phones really weren't cool. They weren't popular. And it really captures the beauty of love and relationships in the 90s and how you really have to, you know, stare at somebody and get comfortable with pauses and discomfort and wondering if they're looking at you and maybe touching their hand and not being distracted with a fucking phone going off in your pocket. And I really think it's worth you checking out the movies. And I'm also thinking it's really worth doing whatever you can to capture that essence of being with somebody or around people without distraction. Because the phone and technology do get in the way of you experiencing the moment. And this relates to the Joker, which just came out this past year. I feel as though his character, the loss and sorrow and the loneliness that he's experiencing... That is a result, of course, he's dealt with lots of issues, but that type of character to me is the result of somebody who lacks connection, who lacks human connection, who doesn't have human, the, the ability to experience and express human emotion with somebody else. He's lonely and sad and distraught and clearly has lots of mental illness. And I think it's becoming more rampant because our culture is becoming more obsessed with their phone. 
And those moments of quiet time and connection, like Julie Delpy and Ethan Hawke capturing their movie together and how life used to be lived in the 90s, I think anything we can do to capture those moments where there's no technology around and it's just human-to-human interaction, that is the goal, finding those moments of real human-to-human connection. So go out, check out The Joker for sure, but also go and check out Before Sunrise. I think the other one's called uh, After Sunrise or Before Sunset, but they're worth checking out. They're from Richard Linklater, starring Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy. Yeah, that's pretty much it for today. I didn't want to post a photo of Kobe Bryant on my Instagram feed, but you know, I was, I've, I've always been curious about why we rush to Instagram or Facebook to post photos of people that just died. You know, when Robin Williams passed away, everybody went to Instagram and Facebook. David Bowie, I think it's much healthier to call somebody on the phone or listen to their music or watch videos of them to appreciate their lives. Because if you're posting a photo onto a social media platform about this person, then you're going back to the social media platform to see what people said about the person. And everybody's like writing little sentences to really grasp the loss of somebody powerful in your life. It's worth putting your phone down or at least putting your phone down and calling somebody or having a talk or listening to their music or really just so you can soak in the tragic loss of this person that was really important in your life. So I hope that connects to technology. I think it does. I think a lot of us just rely too much on technology to sort of help us deal with terrible shit. And really, it's not doing anything. So it's almost like technology is a band-aid. It's not really solving the problem. So that's it. It's an emergency podcast. Kobe Bryant tragically died today in a helicopter crash and his daughter, his 13-year-old daughter, just felt inspired to share some thoughts. I'm still editing another podcast. I was going to release it today, but it'll probably release in the next couple days. As always, if you dig the show, reach out to me on Instagram at Eddie Cohn and say hello. You could head over to iTunes and write a review. That stuff really helps. And as always, thank you so much for listening and supporting the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral Podcast. Thank you.